1: Hey, everybody, pardon, pardon us. Um, we we got a little radio static coming in, and that's actually our very special guest, Mr. Hayden Wright. He is a self-proclaimed self-proclaimed radiologist. Um, he is uh, very intelligent, experimental, and from the long, long time I've known him, we go way back since 2017. He's he's been uh, a curious fellow. An interested fellow. And let's just get started and, and learn more about Mr. Hayden. We're the Art Pros, www.artprospodcast.com. We're always updating it. It's, it's cool. It's new. Uh, at paid.artist on Instagram. And uh, we're on Patreon as well.
2: Live from Dallas, Baltimore, it's the Art Pros with Hayden Wright. <laughs> Hi. You want to introduce yourself, Hayden? Anything you want to say? Oh, uh No. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say hello. (laughs) So, Hayden has a mixer in the studio, and he's doing this thing that I feel like is uh, hacking the radio waves. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Do you call yourself like a a radio pirate? uh...
1: Yeah, well, it's a different title.
3: That's probably. I mean, I guess, like on paper, I guess it's a radio artist is what. That's whenever I apply to uh, to fellowships and residencies. That's yeah. what. That's what I call myself. Yeah.
1: That sounds pretty badass, actually. Yeah.
3: It's, it art. sounds good. Yeah, I mean. Like, broadcaster is one thing but <laughs> this Artists. is
2: this isn't necessarily that. <laughs> so like Howard Stern doesn't count. He's a radio artist for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we'll, we'll get through some boring questions at the beginning of mm-hmm. this just to get in the flow, but uh, right. what got you into the the radio artist category? Like what oh. did it for you?
3: I don't I that's a really good question. I I think um like I like I have this very specific memory of being like 16 and like joyriding my mother's PT cruiser and was just like, <laughs> you know, like turn the radio up. And uh, I like realized that there was this street in my hometown where if you turn to the left lane, you, you would get one, one broadcast and if you turn into the, the, the right lane, that you would get a, like, a different one. And this was, like, alternative rock music and then, like, a a Desi talk show. (laughs) It was just, like, swerving back and forth and back and forth and getting, like, super distorted at guitars and, and, um, yeah, like, the the latest news except, like, in (laughs) Hindi. (laughs) It was, like, the most exciting experience, I think.
2: So, you were basically, like, surfing those radio waves. Yeah, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Literally surfing. Sorry, cruising. That's pretty nice. I mean, it seems
1: like everybody has a good memory based off PT Cruisers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's where it all starts for a lot of people.
2: Yeah, I had a friend who used to huff duster in her PT Cruiser, and that was always a good memory. Because one time (laughs) she opened up the door and, like, fell right out on the side. I don't know if that's her practice now, but... (laughs) It's, it was pretty cool at the time. <laughs> Shout make out to you, good... Dusty. <laughs> make <laughs> make for a good performance,
1: Dusty. huh? <laughs> yeah. So here at the Art Pros, we like to appreciate every moment in life as a potential moment to, to create art, maybe intentionally or unintentionally. And for Dusty, that was uh, dusting in a PT Cruiser and i really hope it's the ones with the flames on the side stock (laughs) only pt cruiser would do that stock not like a race car pt cruiser
3: Um, yeah and that's really like what radio is like is all about there's this theme that runs throughout radio art that's called spontaneity oh yeah and uh it, it basically is the the core principle of a lot of it that it basically means that there's radio wherever you are uh that's that's running in real time to to your time is that that like feeling that like anything can happen that you you're not in control of what sound is about to happen it's
2: really fun that's really cool I, i i'm assuming that i mean so inherently it's a pretty abstract uh process right now I would guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people who do, like, internet art think they're edgy because they're working in, like, a space outside of, like, physical space. But I like the idea of, like, the radio waves, which is an extra dimension in the space that we exist right now. Yeah. I
1: find it interesting that now this analog technology that we can't control is becoming more and more fascinating to us, our generation, who... Doesn't necessarily have a huge amount of experience with having content given to them that they can't control, which is what the radio is. I like listening to the radio for that fact, because I go on there, and I don't know what's gonna come out. Yeah, I like watching. I still have cable TV because I like surfing the <laughs> TV. It's <laughs> yeah. just fun, like especially when you go on PBS and they're showing a show called like Horses of War. Like what the hell? Like <laughs> why like right after your antique showcase you're showing show- horses of war. I love public television and this seems to be like in the same vein and I really wish that that was back like in in a more mainstream way. Just not having control of what Damn. you see.
2: I could see a really interesting installation of like the same process but with like a TV and bunny ears yeah. just like trying to catch cable, you know, everywhere.
1: Yeah, I mean, radio doesn't, there's no innate algorithm within that dictating what it thinks you like. You just kind of have to appreciate what you're listening, whether it be Hayden's uh, clock radio (laughs) plugged into the mixer or, you know, driving down the street, turning different lanes and catching a very specific section of radio waves while uh, joyriding the PT Cruiser.
2: So if you had to explain kind of what this type of art or process is to someone, you know, like an elevator pitch just for people to get mm. an idea of what we're talking about. Yeah. How would you do it?
3: Well, um like I I would say what I usually say, which which would, pr- would probably be that there's there's only uh two ways at least co- conventionally that radio can go. It can come in, or it can go out. And when it's going out, it's because you are the person that are ma- that, that, that is guiding it outward, yeah. <laughs> like tra- transmitting. Is is that's that's like a really powerful word t- to me. It like it's it's a really empowering word that um, that kind of like really plainly it like illustrates. The ins and outs of of, of uh, and it's it's very easy to metaphorize also, <laughs> like like whenever you're listening to the, the, the radio, you're listening to people talk. But when you're broadcasting radio, that's your turn to speak. That's you, that's your turn. That's you like m- like making uh, space in the world for your own voice.
1: So I'm curious how you feel about. The way podcasts are distributed yeah. in relation to what you just said, what do you think about that?
3: Yeah, I I uh, I, I haven't thought about the internet. <laughs> 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 I don't. The, 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 there's a lot of uh, uh, discussions in radio right now about how the internet might, uh, you know, make the radio obsolete, uh, etc. Like, etc. Cetera, et cetera. There's, yeah. so, there's so many like analog processes that are that are in that same conversation, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I really love, uh, online radio too much too. <laughs> I think that they have every, um, like every right to, to transmit as anybody else. Yeah.
1: See, I have a theory. I think that radio will not get obsolete because it's way too cool. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, seriously. And I think that the, it, it'll, the same thing will happen to radio, that is happening currently with vinyl and turntables. Oh yeah, because you can't replace this technology. This is the original internet. It's like saying hundreds of years down the line, you're going to try to replace the internet. Like you can't. Mm-hmm. It's just too useful. Yeah. And it's way like this. This was the pinnacle of communication at one point. Yeah. And it was so good that I it. I'm going to assume I don't know any information about this. I'm going to assume like the military kept it for themselves for a few years before <laughs> consumerizing it. It's just too good.
3: Yeah, but uh, what if I told you that Wi-Fi is is also radio though? Like I believe you. It's radio waves that that you're picking up with your your own computer. It's like
1: So on on my quest to become an ultra-pseudo-intellectual. I started researching Nikola Tesla. And I got into all of that. So I could talk a bunch of BS that isn't factual about it. You've,
3: you have pr- probably done a lot more research on it than I have. <laughs> Nah, not
1: really. I just jumped on the Google. At this point, I can't really trust him anymore.
2: Well, we do do 15 minutes of research every episode. And I, got, I was reading the Nikola Tesla, like, wiki, and he... I got to this point where it said that he was looking at radio waves as a way to gather free energy from just like the air. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't read past that. Cause you know, 15 minutes. Sorry guys. <laughs> I did 15 minutes Until of research on heating. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you said there's a lot of opportunity to like become or metaphorize, make this process into a metaphor view it metaphorically do you have any favorite ones that you like pull out when you're trying to be cool or something i like ride a dinghy in the waves of radio
3: i wish i I could no no i I very like rarely tell people that this is what i do (laughs) i think it's so cool
2: i love looking at this it is
3: hard it's hard to talk about because because i i like most people who are like radio people they're people who have uh this is right in line with like our with the art pros um, are they are they're people who have gone to broadcast school and have had like voice training and have their their voices are are finely crafted to yeah. to you know be valid enough to to be um, broadcast over the, the airwaves but <laughs> well.
1: I don't, I don't know. I, I really did enjoy what I heard from your broadcast via transmitter radio. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it was well made. I thought that it was on par with something that would be produced on a show I would listen to on NPR or something. Really? Yeah, oh, I, I really did. was really good, too. don't oh, think. Yeah. yeah. It was like all the, Baltimore artists. Yeah. The rhythm <laughs> and the timing of it was yeah. just really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. So, I think, and that just comes down to the style, like, gage and i we like to improv we're here we're, we're, we're spreading the good word of uh professionalism in art we're trying to educate as many people as properly as possible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. try to get them to understand what they're getting into when they get into a formal art education and take on some loans which is not a it's it's not wrong to borrow money for the pursuit of education but if you do, if you do the art pros route, all you have to do is donate on your own terms. You know, you don't yeah, have to deal with any
2: 450 a month, patreon.com slash artprospodcast. <laughs> this voice.
3: is not about us. This is about
1: Hayden. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> this is about Hayden's uh, passion about the invisible energy and power of communication via FM, AM
2: radio waves. Mm. So you're talking about how it's, like, hard to um, explain this, like, practice. And in most, I'm going to call it uh, contemporary or, like, experimental work, mm-hmm. the the question is always uh, how do you document that for people to, like, perceive as, like, a package. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, and that's pretty much the one thing that really can discern, like, what is an art object and what isn't is, like how it's documented whether that's like word of mouth or uh you know because if i throw like shit against the wall here you know that's just me in my room throwing <laughs> right. like feces against the wall but if right. i were to take a picture of it and then present it as such you know mm. that becomes an art object uh arguably yeah when you are producing you know your projects uh, uh are there other ways that you document aside from recording mm. or like do you think about that
3: um yeah i um I think writing has, has really played a a large role in that. I I think, um, that my relationship with the radio is, is supported and like held up by, by other people's writings, by, by, and that in turn that inspires me to write about it. I, I write about, um, the radio like all the time (laughs) and, um, yeah but this this hound itself it doesn't it doesn't really like (laughs) it doesn't it it doesn't like leave a lot to the the imagination you know it's just it's just sounds And, and people know when they hear the radio that it is radio but um but all of the the questions and the issues that are already embedded in that they aren't they aren't on the forefront unless you like like as as you were saying unless you, be, you you package it up in a nice little a nice little uh product you know yeah but yeah i i uh, like mo- like my last uh radio project was at uh transceiver at the transformer gallery in uh dc and once a week on mondays you could you could he- hear the project but i don't know if anybody actually ever listened to it but the the book that i made about the project um was always there you could always read about it
2: so do you look at this as like a way to delve into um i, I hate the word like philosophical but mm-hmm. uh yeah me too i guess like meta <laughs> oh, man there's no there's no fun simple words it's like like, do you look at at this practice as a way to think about like metaphysics, or just like existence, or?
3: Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah like, definitely. <laughs> so
2: it's like like you're not like writing about like, all right, so at like 180 hertz, like I felt this way. It's more <laughs> like, like the process of doing it. You kind of tease it out.
3: Yeah, yeah, and and it's also it's it's really helpful that there's there's a long long history of of this of this pr- pr- practice. There's been people who have. um been working in radio since since there was radio you, you know, but uh yeah.
2: Yeah. Is there like a uh a Jeff Coons of the radio art world, like someone that we should know about? Yeah, that's
1: pretty much Howard Cern. Oh it? yeah Did okay. you didn't mention him already? Joe Rogan. Oh Joe Rogan about Joe Rogan. He's got a
2: broadcast.
1: Yeah, no. And then you got the uh you got the Charlemagne's of the radio word, oh, world world.
2: Yeah. Um Ricky Ricky Smiley Morning Show. <laughs> yeah, dude. do you pick that up a lot when you're <laughs> No, my
3: my transmitter is only on the, like the first like three or four like major radio shows. So, oh, okay. <laughs> like wherever it is that's the only thing I can pick up and like for the most part it's actually the the jazz radio. That's coming out of like Morgan's right. Oh, cool. There's a lot of times when I'm playing and um there's just like a uh drum solo that's almost like riffing. Yeah. It's it's really fun. That's that those are really fun moments, yeah. Cool. <laughs>
1: no, I mean, like, it right, is cool. It's like, Seriously it's like I'm, sick. I'm getting it's like my third eye is picking all of this up. You know, I'm sensing all of this the transience of communication, <laughs> the freedom we want we we have today and take and, for granted <laughs> yeah, seriously, one of my favorite quotes that I've ever read is is it says that freedom comes at a price. we have all this freedom of gathering knowledge and intelligence via the, this magical phone device in our pockets. We can look at whatever we want, listen to whenever whatever we want, whenever we want, but then you lose the beauty of discovery from radio Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and and now that radio is slow people are slowly forgetting about radio and the power that it once had to distribute information people like hayden are jumping in being like getting experimental getting weird because it's cool and it's fun to share information in in a way that's discoverable do you do you play video games a little bit, yeah, yeah. At one point in my life, in middle school, I remember a time <laughs> when kids at my school would lie about things you can do in a game. They would be like, <laughs> "Dude, I heard if you uh, push this rock, or or if you do this in in Pokemon, you can get Mewtwo. Mm-hmm. If you if you use a fishing pole in the gym in Misty's gym, you could get a Squirtle." And they're lying.
2: <laughs> That's not true. But the
1: point is. <laughs> The, the 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 point is that that social interaction was fun. Yeah. And the, the the discovery that you could share with people, like, oh man, I was listening to the radio and I heard this guy like broadcasting drum solos online, like I totally don't understand what was what it was he was like interviewing people and I just was driving down the street in my PT cruiser and I heard this <laughs> this guy, I think his name's
2: Hayden, just like talking about something Philosophical or esoteric? I don't know yet. And then this cat jumped down the road, and I had to, had to hit a hard left, and then boom, Howard Stern. It was crazy. Same, <laughs> same radio station. I you. I swear it happened. All <laughs> these
3: things are possible through radio.
2: <laughs> are you like a radio evangelist? Or
3: I thought about that actually, of like turning my apartment into into like um. And 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 to that kind of like an epicenter, of like, I've, but I would have to like make up my own religion and stuff like that. I, don't
2: know. I mean, prayer to the waves. I mean, come on, it brings <laughs> just the bounty of advertisements. There's and... a lot
3: of stuff you can hear on this that that y- yeah, it 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 does inspire those kinds of that, those kinds of um, like transcendentalist kind of like thoughts that. Um, you wouldn't have like unless you were exactly where you were in space at exactly that time and tuning to exactly that frequency there's so many there's so many um well, there's so many ins and outs that it 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 can it's driven people insane yeah for sure <laughs> i think a lot of people have been driven insane by the radio
2: <laughs> it it sounds a lot like uh how i how i feel about like how the internet used to be especially when when i was younger, yeah. like dial-up times where like that was
3: exciting <laughs> you had to
2: be on like a certain forum at a certain time to seem to see like some psycho post some weird shit that you might <laughs> never see again and like none of it was done by uh like you know you had like major websites but in between the cracks of those websites is where you kind of got all the interesting internet stuff and i feel like that feeling of discovery has just been you know pushed out obviously by um the adoption of the internet as like the major platform for communication Mm -hmm. do you see like i i see like maybe radio practice even going that way where like maybe in like 50 you're way ahead of the wave and then in like 50 (laughs) years all the cool kids are like doing radio practice and all you hear is people like giving like makeup tutorials but just on the radio because it's like way edgier
3: um like do I see that happening? <laughs> makeup tutorials
1: I mean? on the radio? Dude, like, I think we you're could the one that ahead of the wave.
3: We could totally like do that right now. If we wanted to. You could give a makeup tutorial. Right, like, now purse your we're as far as you can. We're currently br- broadcasting at a range of 150 feet around your house. So, like, anyone driving by on, on uh, like, 88.1 with yeah. listening to NPR would just accidentally pick you up. Whoa. there's like, a, e- a lot of people in of traffic. E- you. you, who knows nothing about makeup, you know, <laughs> you can do that.
1: <laughs> Whoa, well, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that is sweet. <laughs> so, people, like... There, there is traffic outside of your street all often, day. Mm-hmm. all day, mm-hmm. so, so, and you know this is a city that loves NPR. We mm. have a WYPR.
3: We love our WYPR. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so people outside are picking up uh, these sultry, smooth voices chugging down on these <laughs> local beers.
3: Beautiful old Oriole. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. It has
1: a has a history story on the back
2: that's actually really sick like you could get in a car and start broadcasting and then just make sure to catch like afternoon traffic from the office yeah everyone's listening to npr just has to listen to you whatever you want that's so
3: funny to me because that's what these things were like made for i mean these like little ones they they make more like high power fm Transmitters, but at at its hurting point, you start to need licensing for them (laughs) for reasons like that. uh, that people people can you know people can do whatever they want to.
1: (laughs) It looks like you made a modification to it.
3: Oh yeah, I just extended this um, this little antenna to the. It's just a like wire, just electrical wiring to the uh, the battery pack, and that allows you to to control the power. That the transmitter um can put out um it's it's really fun that's probably one of the more more like musical aspects of what i do is playing a lot of the time i'll play and i'm like wrapped up in this wire and like playing <laughs> and, and, start, and it's just like it gets it gets kind of campy but it's fun that is really cool though i like that it
1: fits in with the culture around here yeah
3: it's it's, it's very <laughs> it's 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 a physical thing and i think i think like a lot of times when i'm like like performing live i want to like really illustrate that like this is uh this stuff is is everywhere
2: <laughs> and there's a sense of uh like mechanics to it which is i think really nice like it's not a bunch of code that you're doing to make uh sounds that aren't mm. coming from like an acoustic object yeah so i i find that i hate people who say this i find that fascinating
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting <laughs> don't do that at art school if you decide to go to art school and omit the art uh, art pros education system don't say interesting without following it up with why yeah Okay, that's a free one
3: because anybody could just say that <laughs>
2: yeah and people yeah. tend to yeah. it's hard to tell like who's a bot and who isn't like in real life, like oh, oh like so- on Instagram, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, Instagram. I,
3: I follow bots all the time on accident, <laughs> i realize later on that they're bots.
2: We get so like basically, if you put any hashtags on Instagram, you're gonna get like bots. On <laughs> Someone's you get gonna get a lot of followers. Like, yeah, passive aggressive compliment. No, it's always like we'll post like some random. Sh- we could post like hate speech, and then it'll be like some realty company will come on and be like, "Looks great, thanks." Love <laughs> your <posts>. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, like I think everyone wearing, wearing Adidas should just trip right now and they'll be like, great post, <laughs> sneaker lover 65. I mean, on
1: that note, you were talking about being inspired by people writing. I did 15 minutes of research, or seven and a half minutes of research this on, on Hayden, week. and mm-hmm. I was inspired by his writing. He's a great writer. Uh, okay. I, I suggest cargocollective.com/slash Hayden Wright. That's R-I-G-H-T. Not like the airplane people. He's not more like... Uh,
3: no, I'm, no, no, I don't have He's any, right. I don't have any relation to the airplane people. <laughs>
1: right, like he's not wrong. So Hayden Wright, H-A-Y-D-N-R-I-G-H-T, CargoCollective.com. Very interesting writing. It inspired me because I was, um, this is for a future episode, I was doing a dive on Deviant Art oh, because totally, yeah. Instagram is just getting too tiring, you yeah, know, this, trying to find new platforms. There's yeah. just not enough art on there. No, there's not. <laughs> like,
3: like ran out of art at some point. Yeah.
1: I mean, see, this is what I see, like, this is by definition Deviant Art. No relation to the website.
3: You're, you, you, that is absolutely correct.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm saying, like, it's... It's cool, like seeing these these wires coming out of the back of this machine. There's there's these uh, needle like uh, <laughs> measurement devices. Oh yeah, uh, shifting about. <laughs> it says VU on it, me- uh, measuring the frequency of something. And
3: like like you can tell it's loud. It's in the red. <laughs> <laughs> I turned it up. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of
1: there's a lot of artistic energy in this room that's picking up. Like. So
2: <laughs> and we'll we'll link to Hayden's site too, on our site and mm. uh, I don't know how much traffic that's going to drive but we'll tr- we're trying <laughs> I'd appreciate that anyways. <laughs> hey, you know everybody starts somewhere.
3: I mean if you'd like you can come over here and, and take a little tour. All right, I'm going to take a little tour of walk my mixer. Over. <laughs> I'm stepping away from the mic folks to uh
1: check out the setup because I'm super curious right now.
2: We're about to uh, surf the radio waves, so grab onto your seat belts and <laughs> Get, get ready to get jiggy with it. Is that racist? <laughs> Can
1: you describe to us what's going on right now?
3: Yeah. Um, uh, basically, I use two radio receivers as the inputs in this mixer and then the transmitter as the output. So if you have uh, two outputs, you're able to play the sound of these the inputs and outputs in conversation with each other basically like these over here like these t- two knobs right here these re- represent the receivers and here this is the, the the amount that they're in conversation with one another
0: oh.
1: you see what I mean? so, so basically you're saying that this is you're broadcasting two stations at once
3: yeah yeah absolutely yeah and
1: this is this fader in the middle switches from one station to the other
3: Uh uh-huh yeah whoa and then this one here is the master volume that's this thing, the transceiver or the transmitter rather transmitter is you see what i'm talking about yeah (laughs) whoa and then like the, the long red wire here that that basically al- like allows this to be more or less involved in the situation. Yeah, Whoa. and this is uh, this is like listening, like here. This would represent like listening to the radio or to a person talking. You are like if you're at a bar, this is a person talking to you about their life and what they're doing and th- and this here is you either like listening this is you not listening at all
0: <laughs>
3: uh,
0: I'm familiar this is, with this one this is you yeah,
3: this is you like not talking not engaging there's no so transmission happening there's nothing this nothing below, going on what here. is this below this is also uh, an fm receiver
1: Oh, this is what it is does. Making many sure other that You can listen to two.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I use this receiver and then and then the, uh, this one here, and then I I I really like to tune them to the same frequency, so that they can um, do things like this
4: <laughs> because
3: A little hissing. It sounds like. It sounds to me like a conversation that's happening.
2: Uh, Oh, that's sick. My favorite,
1: my favorite part about this device is that it says realistic right on top. (laughs) I love that.
3: I love my mixer. This is this is a mixer that it's it's a cult classic. (laughs) This mixer is a cult classic. I think we're on WIPR right now. It's really cool. I don't know if you can tell, but the amplitude of the radio announcer's voice is the thing that's causing the thing's... To meet each other, the inputs Whoa. and outputs, like the amplitude of that announcer's voice at the WYPR studios on Charles Street. It's like it's like almost like we're sampling him or something.
2: And both of the receivers are tuned to the same station? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's pretty hypnotic. Yeah. It I is actually really kinda cool. like that. It's really
2: cool. <laughs> like, I don't know how many people just uh turned off the podcast, but it's it's really cool. <laughs> nah, jam out, man. I'm fucking with it. I don't care. <laughs>
3: it's just really nice to like look at at a mixer and see um like your health on one channel and then see like everybody else on a different channel it's sort of like uh it's it's just really like uh like an oversimplification of what talking is what having a conversation is you know it's really it's yeah. very comforting yeah
1: it kind of turns into an external manifestation of the act of conversation. Yeah, absolutely. A controllable version, but the conversation is confined within the realm of radio waves. Yeah, it's yeah. it's
3: it's almost like playing these hymns or something and yeah. and having them have a conversation with one another. So cool. Yeah. And like having them fight a lot of times, they fight with each other yeah. <laughs> if they're too cl- close to the same the same f- frequency they'll the the, the sound uh, becomes more and more aggressive (laughs) if you if you dial both receivers to the exact same frequency they don't the sound is incredibly abrasive (laughs) it's amazing and
1: i want to make something clear to the interns out there listening this is a fantastic educational experience uh one of our past episodes is about experimentation And this is a perfect example of how simplicity and experimentation can come and and bring you to a realization of something very, very cool, (laughs) very interesting. I was (laughs) poo-pooing the word interesting, but I'm going to explain to you why it's interesting. It's the right (laughs) way to say the word. It's interesting because you can develop a different thought process based off of a difference in context. Mm-hmm. And what mm. I mean about that is if you were following along in the conversation, we were talking about the difference in context be, with radio in the past and radio in the present. and uh, let me ask you a question. You don't, need to, you don't need to comment or answer to us directly. When's the last time you actually like intentionally listened to the radio because you, you wanted to? This, see, now, 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 now put that together. You probably said I don't know, it's been a while. When you get something like this in front of your face, all these this technology, this this new old stuff, this reimagining of technology that exists all the time, you know, that's what being an artist is all about. That's what being creative, <laughs> that's what's important about it. And this the guy Hayden is just like he's doing it.
2: Yeah, I want you guys to take away the fact that um this is like I guess I was going to say this is what passion looks like, but it's kind of what it sounds like is um, a, a lot of the, the great artists that I've met and that I've talked to, maybe um, they get a little off the cuff because they found something, a process or a material that they really identify with and can see beauty in that maybe others aren't prepared to see beauty in. And they bring that out. And that's like kind of what separates someone who makes a nice watercolor painting from someone who completely branches into something different that most of you probably have a favorite genre of music, but I bet it wasn't the first genre of music you ever heard. And when you first heard your favorite genre, it was enlightening. It brought you into a new headspace and it brought you something new. And I think that's the role of artists. And that's why I really appreciate what Hayden here uh, does. And I can see the passion in his eyes. And I hope you guys understand that. (laughs) So, check out his writing i bet it's really interesting i know i'm going to after today's episode do you find it hard to uh like when you when you bring, do do you first of all do you have parents <laughs> <laughs> is it hard to bring yeah, up like, sorta, sorta, yeah sort of sort of do they do they get your uh your your practice now did it take a while or are they into uh, this stuff
3: oh i i don't i don't think they know about it <laughs> oh, okay cool <laughs> I think I think after after I be, I became about the age of nineteen or twenty or something like that that they, they 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 sort of separated that that part of me and was like that's just hating doing yeah doing that stuff you know but but like um no I haven't I've I, I like actually tried to talk about it with my parents no yeah no I don't, I don't know how they would feel about it. <laughs>
2: I feel that way about some of my art with like my parents too I just show them the paintings and stuff <laughs> what do you think of this mom <laughs> yeah do your parents like art um
3: probably yeah I think I think they have an appreciation for it that sounds yeah. good yeah
1: damn uh, did, uh does anybody here since you've been here ever ask you about King of the Hill <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: yeah I <actually. laughs>
1: I uh, that was a shitty question. I did it on purpose.
3: No, that's absolutely <laughs> a fair question. Yeah. No no, I grew up in um a town that's that's exactly like Arlen, Texas. Oh, really? No, <laughs> fictional no. Arlen, Texas. Oh, so yeah. you're not from like a city area? No. Well I moved to Houston but uh when I was like seventeen or eighteen or so. But uh but Houston is so physically expansive that they just sort of consider everything that's within like a 15-mile like a radius of Houston is also Houston.
2: <laughs> I'm from a really similar area where we have like a downtown area, but then like anywhere within like 10, 15 miles is just – it's like, oh, yeah, that's all West Palm Beach. Like, mm. It doesn't matter that it's radically different from <laughs> like what you know as West Palm. Yeah. So
3: – Yeah, I'm actually from a a a, a very small – refinery town called uh Mm. deer park texas like the water (laughs) like the water yeah but you wouldn't (laughs) you wouldn't want to drink the water from this place
2: oh it's a refinery
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's like a palpable scent that people identify with with deer park it's like a sulfury. It smells like people are shitting everywhere all the time.
1: <laughs> it's like Glen Burnie, like parts Aww, of Glen Burnie are like, like Glen Burnie, but like straight up, there's like a like this a refinery sand. there too. This is scent you can uh, pick yeah, there's up. There's like on. a section of it. I love Glen Burnie. Uh, so you've been you've been in Baltimore for about two years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you've lived in Texas for the more majority of your life. Can you describe the art scene
3: of? She- Houston, really?
1: Yeah, between Houston and what you've noticed so far here. Yeah. Like a Venn diagram.
3: I think there's this very <laughs> <laughs> It's actually it's similar in a lot of ways, uh, that there's that there's uh in Houston at least, I I I'm s I'm still kind of like shy to to make any kind of a definitive statement about Baltimore's art scene. But in Houston there's there's like two separate scenes that are like coexisting and like cohabitating the the same the same space like the same galleries the same the same uh the same like like warehouses a lot of what happens both in in baltimore and houston happen in warehouses yeah (laughs) but but, um yeah i don't know it's 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 difficult to to say what like if, if if i had to 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 paraphrase it or or put it, uh, put uh, put it in some kind of box. There's 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 a lot of crazy people in Houston <laughs> for sure. There's a lot of uh, it has a huge performance art scene that oh, really? I that I haven't seen here. Um, it, it's probably out there. I mean that's that's you no. Know, I, I don't mean to offend any anybody who's who's listening. who's a performance <laughs> artist who oh, who God. thinks their performance art scene is like booming right now and. Uh, it, and there are some, some like really important performance artists working in Baltimore, but in Houston, like it, it was, it's partially be, uh, because they had this uh, this weekly event at this spot called Natsuos, which is Houston spelled backwards. That was. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Edgy, <laughs> very artistic. It was
3: literally like a performance art, like open mic night, like like people. It like turned so many people on to performance art, but at the same time, like the qu- quality of the perf- performances started to to wane naturally. Really <laughs>
2: drop. People miss the nuances that made certain performances like
3: s- stick really out. stand out. Yeah, yeah.
2: I feel like that happens a lot in pretty much every performative art practice where it's like you'll have a few people who just kind of remember to hit a couple of notes or make a couple of twists to a punchline if we're talking comedy that like really bring it past like a level of mediocrity Mm -hmm. and then once a bunch of people start to do it and they don't uh take into consideration those nuances like maybe the way you hold a microphone or mm-hmm. like what clothes you're wearing in the middle of a performance art piece. Mm-hmm. You know, they it starts to just degrade and degrade and degrade because more and more people like adopt it thinking this is something that I could do. Like I didn't need to practice this. Like I had <laughs> this idea for a performance and like I'm just going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I would really like to see a bigger performance art scene outside of like music in Baltimore. I think it would be uh, crazy and I like crazy. I find mm. it... Uh, <laughs> Mm -hmm. you know making life worth living is seeing the fringe attitudes and stuff yeah (laughs) (laughs) well you know life in in in
1: i i have a hypothesis that a lot of art uh styles come in waves yeah so i think the performance art scene in baltimore has passed and it might come again soon because I, my manager in particular, she has a 30-year-old African dance company. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me a story about how in the 90s it was huge. Like, dance companies were, were big. People wanted to dance like J-Lo and, and like Shakira. Yeah, yeah. And wanted to learn more about people's culture through dance. And nowadays it's kind of been forgotten, unfortunately. And I think it's a fantastic way to learn about someone's culture is just like dancing or mm-hmm. like listening to their music. Mm-hmm. So easy to no. understand. You don't need to understand the language to understand the vibe of the culture, the frequency of the culture, yeah. the transmittance of the culture <laughs> via dance and song. Yeah. So it might be coming back, and you know, this might be our first glimpse into how frequencies can actually affect us very deeply. Oh, waves. Uh, yeah, yeah. It,
3: it does. It does have like more than anything to do with like listening. I th- I think that's that's the most the most important advice I, could, I i could give to anybody is 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 listening um like l- like listen to everything all the time as much as as you possibly can like the, the radio stuff um it doesn't really apply unless you, you listen and i always i always feel like i'm like l- 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 almost like i'm asking some kind of an artistic labor out of the the listener or the reader in a lot of cases to fill in those blanks, but, but those blanks are important. There's a lot of important things that are happening there. <laughs> it's just more like an, it's more urgent than that, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I got a couple questions. Yeah. Uh. Well, I forgot one of them, but the other <laughs> one is... Um, do you think we're existing in some sort of Wi-Fi mafia? We we're ruled by Wi-Fi because AM and well, AM and FM they're they're losing the war on frequency?
3: I mean, yeah, abs- yeah, absolutely. I th- I think radio has been been misunderstood from the moment that it was like commercially accessible to a. Uh, both to broadcast and to to tune in it's been it's been sort of on the slow decline at least in in terms of like popularity but like wi-fi is wi-fi is hot (laughs) you can't touch wi-fi
2: well the thing about wi-fi that i think makes it so alluring is that it's easy to control there's a lot of uh entry points and exit points for like any type of communication you're transmitting to be addressed and filtered. Whereas like something I find really interesting about radio that I never thought about until today was this idea that you could potentially insert yourself into a conversation or listen to conversations without as much um interference aside from like I guess radio interference. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh
2: and maybe that's the reason why the Wi Fi mafia is trying to keep radio down because they don't want people to organize over ham, FM or AM radio where it's a lot <laughs> harder to monitor or record uh autonomously using some sort of algorithm that silicon valley wrote uh it'd be a lot harder for people who want to stop you know organizing of maybe oppressed bodies it'd be a lot harder for them to stop it on the radio because they'd have to actually be within radio frequency to address it right right but that's you know whatever Wi-Fi mafia. I, I'm <laughs> I'm interested in you. You keep going back to this, and I'm bad at listening. But you keep going back to the metaphor of like conversation. Yeah. And I, I'm curious uh, from your point of view, why do you think you you like to think about your practice in those terms of like a conversation? Oh,
3: I, th- I I mean, in, like like in a word, I th- I think everything is about. Um communication I, th- I think that's the same lens that I apply to to any work of art that um that I find in in the wild is like what is what is this communicating to me and like I, and I also feel like probably wrongly <laughs> that I can <laughs> communicate back to it that, that that like on some level that 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 there's there's a lot of agency that's involved in and seeing uh, and and listening, especially in listening, I think <laughs> that like li- like listening r- requires a part of you that I think is also like deeply as- associated with with um, yourself, like your sense of self, your action, and the way that you hear a thing. I mean, outside of language, but yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I remembered the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm curious because you're talking about listening. And I agree how important it is to actually actively understand what someone's saying because listening can be interpreted as just like hearing something. Right. Listening's totally different. So what is your interpretation? We did an episode before called Social Justice Insomnia. Insomnia. How do you think how do you think the skill of listening can affect that phrase that we coined called social justice insomnia.
3: Chris, <laughs> um, can you clarify a bit about what what is social social? Um, Want to take it away, Gage. Social justice insomnia. What what is that?
2: Social justice insomnia is uh the it's it's a health problem. Um, it's being too woke uh too frequently and oh
3: we, i see the analogy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, basically and this
2: idea that uh you you're paying so much attention to i guess i was looking at it like like basically your twitter feed mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um you pay so much attention to politics that are outside of your local body that it, it has actual like health repercussions and like mental health repercussions uh in like a broad sense. So this idea that you may have anxiety about going outside because you like saw a tweet earlier that day. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of this, it's important to be woke, but when you're so woke that you don't feel safe or you like actively feel uh, stressed or anxious to the point where it keeps you from like, you know, pursuing happiness. Like I would say that's kind of like social justice insomnia.
3: Yeah, I yeah that's that really did clarify. <laughs> that's, that's, I think that's a very real f- f- like uh, phobia. I, I think a lot a lot of people do do suffer from yeah, and I, like myself included. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel yeah, I feel like. yeah. I, I I um. But what was the question though? Like how it how do how you think really?
1: listening like actually listening, not just hearing what someone said, but listening to what other people are saying. Can affect the PC culture or people who like analyze things more or like wanna. They think people so, sometimes opinions come out mm-hmm. that are often a, a result of some sort of posturing guilt. I don't know. I can't. I can't define it. Mm-hmm. So.
3: Yeah, I I I do think.
1: Um, I don't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> so I, I,
2: I just thought it would be—it's uh, good practice for your religion. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I—I th- I think um, that listening would w- would be the, the the first, at least logically, that that's that would be the the first remedy that that I would prescribe to anybody who was who was who was feeling something like that. I mean whenever I'm feeling something like that it feels like what you're what you're most concerned with in the world is how you're being perceived right like what am I transmitting right now <laughs> what am i what am I putting out to the world and I think sometimes it's it it like- m- maybe not sometimes but all the time I think it's the most Crucial thing politically or socially, to just uh, shut up <laughs> just <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> and like and and pay attention to people because people whether wherever th- th- they're coming from like whatever background th- they have, they're s- s- speaking from their own experiences, they're speaking from things that they've seen, the things that they know. Things that they believe, and um, I don't. Th- I, like I don't think, in order t- to listen, that you'd have to t- take what they're saying to heart. I don't think you have to <laughs> agree with them. <laughs> I don't agree with a lot of people, but I think, uh, like more importantly than that, in order to have a, a like a discourse in the first place, you sh- you should pay very close attention to wh- where they're coming from. And the only way to do that is through listening.
2: <laughs> Damn, that's <was> hella based. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and mean, that's exactly the reason
1: I like. I was curious about how other people thought about it is that we're talking about communication, yeah. which is the function of the, the most useful and productive function, in my opinion, of radio.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now that I feel like There is more and more separation happening from interpersonal interactions and online interactions. It just gets kind of weird sometimes. You lose that sense of, all right, where does this person come from? All you got to do is really listen to them. I don't have to agree with them. I don't need to... That doesn't happen when you see something on Facebook and someone you're, you you know you're telling yeah. someone to block you because you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. they won't agree with you. Right? Would you say all right, just delete my phone number and never call me again because we disagree? To someone in real life, maybe, <laughs> but like not in the same. I don't think it it would happen the same rate as when you're using
2: social media or internet or something. I you also don't, think it's like really hard to create a counter argument against someone's point of view if you don't understand it. Mm -hmm. If you're just like, I'm right, I have the ethical high ground, everything I think is right, and they're wrong because they believe X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't understand why they have that point of view, you'll never be able to convince someone who's on the fence not to have that. Right, right. It's like uh, people argue a lot with, like, like people on the right or, like, white nationalism or something, and it's very clear they've never spent some time to, like, hear why they have those points of view. Mm Mm-hmm. Because just their arguments tend to only further inflame them, like yeah. as opposed to be like, all right, we get it. Like you're scared about job loss, but like your biggest fear should be really more so automation than mm-hmm. like, you know, immigrants or something. uh And they hear all of that, and they're just like, oh, if I say that, that'll be right. But it's just so hard to argue with someone if you don't understand their point of view. Yeah,
3: it's 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 much easier said than done to put up that kind of a blockage and and say that in this conversation, if I really want to hear this person out, then I I can't respond to them. That's like, that's, 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 that's almost impossible. I I think that's, that's, that, that would be an impossible task to, to hear what a person is saying and not put a little bit of yourself into it to like hear it as, as if you said it to yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's
1: like Bodhisattva level right there. I don't know. What yeah, I I don't
3: know like how Buddha. you would do that. Oh, years of meditation. It's like step below
1: being a Buddha.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm glad I listened. Years and years
3: of of careful mindfulness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like like I I can't imagine even then like not not arguing with people.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's I mean it's tough. The to, I it. Probably helps to have like borderline personality disorder where you can both simultaneously agree and disagree with someone like Schrodinger's opinion. That's absolutely (laughs) helpful. Yeah.
1: Well, how about this? I got a little quick uh, visualization technique for people that are getting tight when they're listening to others. Just close your eyes and visualize yourself opening the door to your fresh, brand new zero miles PT cruiser, flames on the side. Cruise through those conversations you're having at the bar. Start listening to what people are actually saying, and tune in. Tune in to their radio frequency, telling you about their life. It's not about you at that point. You're having a this is a, this is a collaboration, much like what we're doing right now in, in Gage's studio.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And unfortunately, I think that 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 it's taken for granted. Our time with each other because we feel like what what is in our pockets is is replacing that appropriately but it's not so like the house keys what do you mean it's in my pocket <laughs> hmm. what <laughs> <doing this> something <laughs> I was in my PT Cruiser
2: <laughs> Heavy stuff. Let's all just take a moment and listen.
0: (laughs) This is the Art Bros ASMR. (laughs) Blessing the
1: the frequencies of our feelings.
2: What's your uh, what's your favorite um, (laughs) 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 What's your asmr drip yeah what's your favorite asmr drip bro <laughs> i'm just kidding um what's your what's your guilty pleasure like content like do you have anything that you like intake that you i mean it, it not porn or anything but like do you have anything that you intake where you wouldn't really tell like yeah, i was guilty about uh, that. like Whoa. cool cool people about i think um
3: at least as far as like instagram goes this uh skateboarding videos oh dude <laughs> the skate gram has, has been incredible
2: the uh i mean i work <laughs> right by the the Hamden skate park so mm-hmm. like every walk every time i'm walking there and back like those kids can really skate and yeah it's and I, I look at some skate instagram stuff too
3: yeah i grew up uh i skateboarded for, for, for about from the time that i was like eight till i was 18 or so, 18, 19, yeah, yeah. and, um, like, even, like, not having done it now, like, even touching a skateboard for years, it's still, like, one of the first, it's, like, the first thing that I think about whenever I'm walking on the street, like, yeah, yeah. seeing architectural forms and shapes and stuff, like, what, what would you want to do on that? It's, like... Can I Tony Hawk this? <laughs> yeah, how could I Tony Hawk on that? Can
1: I kickflip and then... <laughs> Ollie off the kickflip and then grind back, and then ollie and <laughs> do a kickflip and then grind back.
3: It's 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 really, it absolutely is kind of an improvised choreography that a person does with their own urban landscape wherever they are. It's it's such a beautiful thing.
2: Wow, that was way more eloquent than uh, <laughs> eloquent than uh me. I was gonna say, yeah, dude, you see stuff and you're like, that's sick. Fucking like shredding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. can it's you just, like like can you kickflip it's the same <laughs> logic really <laughs> it is uh, that's a really great way to put it um i always love manual pads so like every time i'm in a, mm. in a parking lot i'm like oh dude that'd be so fun to just like ollie on to <laughs> <laughs> manual just pop off I,
3: I have so much respect for, for these people oh
2: yeah. uh, people <laughs> who could skate i'm so jealous i'm like that's Aside from maybe, like, being a really sick guitarist, I'm like, damn, that's something (laughs) that you, like, can always have fun with, like, no matter what level.
3: Skateboarder, amazing guitarist.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That's a sign of our times right Shredding.
3: Yeah. constantly can't help but shred
2: i mean it's an art form that like everyone who's inundated to the culture like totally understands yeah. that i think still doesn't get enough credit even as popular as it is like yeah dude, athletes and artists is videos like skate videos are what put me on to like thinking about um like visual media
3: dude i owe every, i i owe my entire artistic career to skateboard videos absolutely <laughs> i can say that with beyond a shadow of a doubt that i i wouldn't be the person that I am today. If if somebody at some point in my childhood didn't show me a skateboard film called Baker Three, this company
0: yeah. named Baker, oh. <laughs> yeah.
3: and and seeing seeing the, like these people do what they do and hearing the music that they're listening to, especially, it was like like a complete like revelatory like experience to me and it sounds so dumb like i don't know if it holds up i haven't seen it in a couple of years
2: that's nah, probably still good <laughs> probably it's definitely
1: so good all right <laughs> we're we're at an hour so this is about the point where we wrap up now we're in two minutes i think that was excellent mm-hmm. unedited 62 minute pod any uh closing remarks anything any last uh questions or words for Mr. Wright R I G H T.
3: Just um, fucking tune in, <laughs> drop out.
2: <laughs> tune in, drop out.
3: That's 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 it. Yeah.
2: Or drop in, tune out, skate for life. <laughs>
3: skate or die. <laughs>
2: Let's see what's on the radio. <laughs> I think this thing uh, oh, timed God. out or something. Oh, <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Do you have anything that's not like maybe an hour long? What do you mean? That we could throw on at the end? Mm. Like anything recorded? Oh, uh,
3: yeah. I have I have tons of stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I got a band camp and everything. Oh,
2: perfect.
1: <laughs> Sweet, dude. Send us something. Some, we'll plug it in the end and link it on the site.
3: Yeah. Sh- check me out on Bandcamp. <laughs> <laughs> What's your bandcamp? <laughs> it's also my name. It's com or something like that.
2: We'll link all this stuff on yeah. on, uh, on our Patreon. Just kidding. On our website. <laughs> all, right.
3: all right. Bye, everybody. Part one.
4: Eastern Virginia Medical School practice tape number four. The sound classes. Before we begin practicing on sound classes one, two, three, and four. Let's begin with some good full breath practice. Place your hand on your diaphragm, the large muscle right below the V in the breastbone, and with your mouth slightly open, so you're breathing through both the mouth and the nose, feel the slow outward movement of the diaphragm, the relaxed, open vocal tract and the relaxed articulators. It's a good idea, before doing any formal practice, to always do the full breath for a good one to two minutes, if not longer. And certainly every morning, after you wake up, do full breath for a good three to five minutes, just to start your day. Again the slow, outward movement of the diaphragm, relaxed, open vocal tract, and relaxed articulators. Part two, class one sentence. Feel the slow, outward movement of the diaphragm, relaxed, open vocal tract, and relaxed articulators. So i bring full breath and amplitude contour before every multi-syllable word that I do. Be using slow, normal syllable duration, After I say the word, you say it out loud. Monitor the amplitude contour with Class 1 sounds. Initiate the vibrations of the vocal folds gently. Increase the strength of the vibrations to a strong amplitude. Decrease the amplitude of the vibrations back to the initial gentle level. America. 2 sounds. Again, monitor your full breath target. Slow outward movement of the diaphragm. Relaxed open vocal tract, and relaxed articulators. To monitor the amplitude contour target with class 2 sounds, initiate the vibrations of the vocal folds gently while holding the correct class 2 sound position and feel the vibrations of the vocal folds increase to a strong amplitude level. Just before the greatest strength of amplitude, make a slow change to the vowel that follows, while continuing to control the smooth increase of vibrations of the vocal folds. Continue to increase the vibrations to the greatest strength. Finally, decrease the vibrations of the vocal folds.
0: Leather.
4: Nocturnal. Northwestern era. Thunder.
0: <coughs> Wonder